podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all that thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. I will shortly leave the job that it has been the honour of my life to hold. The second female Prime Minister, but certainly not the last. I do so with no ill will but with enormous and enduring gratitude to have had the opportunity to serve the country I love. Mad thing, sad thing. Episode 108 of the Dissonomics podcast. Welcome back. If you have not listened to the previous week's episode, which was regarding the abortion debate with the crazy-ass laws that American um, states are passing all over the gaff, I was joined by two lovely ladies, Young Stocko and one of my personal faithballers. So we spoke about pro-life versus pro-choice, the different arguments where we stand as individuals. Um, should men be making decisions on women's bodies? Who are voting for these laws? What do these laws entail? The Supreme Court ruling, where these things are happening, so on and so forth. Make sure you check that podcast out. As per usual, trending Sundays. If you, if you have not attended, you're slacking. And I'm recording this on a Sunday. We have a bank holiday one today, which I know is on a slap. So make sure you are down there on June the 2nd, I believe. I think Uncle K will be DJ and a great DJ. So make sure you come down. Shisha, food, drinks, music, games, all that good stuff. Liverpool Street, so it's nice and local, right by the station. So you've got no excuse. Anyway, this week, as you can tell by the snippet, um, we are discussing Madame Theresa May resigning as leader of the Conservative Party and essentially Prime Minister. Hashtag Trexit. Uh, my podcast is actually meant to be on a different topic, but obviously shorty dip, so we have to cover that. A lot of people are happy. We'll discuss if they should be happy with what's going on. But first, the gist, what happened? Well, on Friday, was it Friday or Thursday? I think Friday. One of those days, can't remember. Um, Theresa May announced that she will be stepping down on June the 7th, 2019. There will be a leadership contest. So this is where a party who's currently in charge in terms of the government and their leader has resigned or stepped down for whatever reason. Obviously, you still need somebody to run the party. So there's a contest in, internally within the party that's ruling. So whether it's Labour, Lib Dem, Conservative, there's a leadership contest, which is rather annoying because essentially the next prime minister, for however long that may be, will be unelected. Theresa May was an, was an unelected prime minister when she took over and then she scraped through an election. And who was the one before that? Oh, Gordon Brown was one after Tony Blair stepped down. So it's not very democratic, is it? Anyway, she will still be prime minister when Trump comes to visit um, the UK in early June and Trump shared some kind words he doesn't tend to have kind words for many people he basically said and I'm paraphrasing obviously yeah I thought bad for shorty like she's a good youth comes from a good home she works hard puts in elbow grease and all that she's very strong and all that type of stuff so what's Theresa May's background in a short in a short firm well she was home secretary for six years before she became leader and we know about the Windrush scandal, which I covered with Anton episode, I can't remember. So she didn't have a great reputation from that. Um, then obviously she was, she's been leader since 2016. 
July 2016, which was like a month after Brexit, because Baba David Cameron he vowed to resign if he if the um, the referendum went against him, which he did, so he resigned. And she won the leadership contest, and not that many people wanted it because it was kind of like an impossible job. She then called the election in 2017, so a couple of years ago, with all the polls and all the political analysts expecting a landslide victory for the Conservative Party. It was the opposite. <laughs> they just about got, <laughs> just about managed to form a government because they had to link up with the DUP from Northern Ireland because they didn't have a majority. So it was really an L for the um, Conservative Party, all things considered. And of course, Brexit has been pamming her ass. She was, in fact, a Remainer, and the Conservative Party has a lot of um, odd Brexit youth, so it's always been a bit of a struggle. She's had two Brexit um, negotiations, negotiators, chief negotiators resign. So to me, and to many political analysts, that shows that she was kind of trying to do her own thing, and the streets weren't really feeling it. Jeremy Corbyn, he tweeted, and this again, another dysonomics paraphrase. Yeah, sure, he was right to resign, you get me? Like, the streets weren't really feeling her. Like, the streets been knew she can't govern. We been knew that your party is divided and dying. So the new leader, you have to give the people what they want, which is a general election. So we'll see if that happens or not. So, we've covered the news, which of course is announcing, the announcement, oh, sorry, that Theresa May is done out here, she's resigning. So it's only right we do a young deep dive, or not a deep dive, let's say a mini scuba dive into Theresa May's performance first, and then we'll also talk about what happens next. So, assessing Theresa May's performance. As stated earlier, she took charge in July 2017, shortly after Brexit. I was in Croatia having a shit time, so it was double pan for me. And she promised to build a better Britain. She identified seven key issues, which she described as burning injustices. So it's only right to look at the seven burning injustices and see and see and assess and evaluate what has happened in these issues in her tenure, which is a three-year period. So the first one. If you are poor, on average, you'll die nine years earlier than others. That was one of the first injustices that Theresa May singled out. Well, life, if you look at life expectancy, so we're talking about if you're being poor, you're going to die earlier than others. So how do you assess that? It's pretty straightforward. You look at life expectancy. Life expectancy between the, the most and least deprived people in England has actually worsened in that period. So it's got worse by, by three months for men and by seven months for women. She did pledge extra 20 billion to the NHS, but we haven't seen this materialise in terms of the betterment of life expectancy for those people who are less privileged than others. And even if, even if you look at the 20 billion pounds pledge in for the NHS, spending on public health things such as smoking cessation and substance substance misuses services has fallen since she took she since she took charge. And then you look at social care doesn't get any extra money, benefits cuts literally everywhere you turn, homelessness keeps rising. She didn't really do well in that point. Number two, if you are black, you are treated more harshly by the criminal justice system than if you're white. Dishonomics listeners been, know, been knew this. I've highlighted this on several occasions. 
if you are black, you are more likely to be given a harsher sentence. You're more likely to be convicted than if you're white under similar circumstances. This is not from Dysonomics. This is not from Theresa May's um, Blackberry. This is from the Department of Justice. So this is actual real-life stuff. She ordered a race disparity audit and just highlighted what we already knew that, of course, if you're black, you're more likely to get harsher sentences, you're more likely to be convicted, you're more likely to be stopped on search, etc., etc. Biologically, this has gone on unchanged. In some cases, it's got worse. So, for example, in June 2016, 42% of under-18s in custody were black, which is a very, very large number. Bearing in mind, there's about 17 million people in the UK and about 3 million of them are black. So, it's a very large number. By 2019, that number rose from 42% to 49%. Not a glowing review for Madame May. The third one. If you're a white working class boy, you're less likely to go to university than anyone else in Britain. And I've probably touched on this on a few of my podcasts when I'm talking about the privilege wars that is not as straightforward as we, see, as we believe. People in the northern parts of England or Midlands, white working class people, they are very underprivileged as well. So regarding this matter, university participation has continued to trend upwards and it, ha- and it has been doing that before Theresa May was in charge, despite the increase in tuition fees. If you look at people going to uni for the first time in neighbourhoods with the lowest education, high education rate, it's been an increase of 3% since 2016. So you could potentially give this as a ticker to Theresa May. However, as I said before, this, has been, this is a trend that's been happening before Theresa May. The fourth one, if you're at state school, you're less likely to reach the top profession than if you're educated privately. So, of course, if you go to a standard school in your area, you're less likely to hit the very elite professions than if you went to one of the private schools in the country. So, if you look at social mobility, the Social Mobility Commission told the government it's virtually been stagnant for four years. There's been little sign of improvement anywhere here. And... Obvious reasons for that. Number five. If you are a woman, you will earn less than a man. She's extended the pay gap um, reporting duties to more companies, and the pay gap has continued to narrow. But again, disanonymous listeners know how I feel about pay gap. It's really a, it's not the greatest metric to look at inequality in terms of oh, are women being underpaid in relation to men? It's more detailed than that. So I'm not sure. I'm not giving a point for that either. If you suffer from mental health, this is number six, sorry. If you suffer from mental health problems, there's not enough help to hand. Well, out of that 20 billion I mentioned earlier that she pledged in the NHS, 10% of that, so 2 billion, was towards mental health. It's evident that NHS is struggling to cope. You could read, you're reading your stories online, you're seeing things with your friends. We're still not there yet. For example, just 16% of children referred for help were seen within six weeks. And the rest, it took longer than six weeks or they weren't seen, period. Just 16%. That's not good. And finally, number seven. If you're young, you'll find it harder than ever to own your own home, which I'm sure many of our list, of my listeners relate to were at that age where we're trying to grab a young property. Stamp duty relief for first-time buyers was, um, was proposed by the Chancellor of Exchequer recently. That was in my last, um, in my last budget podcast. There's, there's also been an extra 10 billion to help to buy um, schemes. So they've tried to put money, they've tried to build more homes. 
Um, data does show that home ownership between the ages of 25 to 34 has steadily dropped over the last two decades. Obviously, prices have literally skyrocketed, especially leading up to 20, 2008. And they have been going up since then as well. However, there has been a small increase in home ownerships by young people since 2016. But again, I'm not sure if I could give that to Theresa May because banks have been more willing to give larger loans ever since the financial crisis. So out of these seven points that she looked to achieve, I can't give her any accolades for any of them. I'm sorry. So, and then if you pair that with scandals like the Windrush scandal and how poorly Theresa May handled Grenfell and the debacle that is known as hashtag Brexit, she's had a pretty disastrous run. I don't get it twisted. I think being taking over the Prime Minister job after David Cameron in the wake of Brexit was a very, very, very difficult position because the country is clearly pretty divided, 52 to 48%. It was a very close vote. Some MPs were hard Brexit, some were soft Brexit, some were remain. It's very, very difficult to get solidarity and collaboration on an issue that's multi-layered as complex as the UK's relationship with the EU and Europe as a whole. It's very, very difficult. However, she botched it differently. So it's been a big L for Madame May. Hashtag Trexit. So we know Madame May is next and loads of people are celebrating. I was looking at them like, hmm, are you sure you want to celebrate? I want to tell you why. What's next? As I say at the top of the podcast, there's going to be a leadership contest internally within the Conservative Party. So we have no play in this really and truly. Well, directly anyway. So there's about seven, eight candidates and I'm going to run through them with the least likely to win up until the most likely to win according to Paddy Power, which is a bookmaker's gambling for those for those pure youths. I don't know about that. So the least likely to win according to the bookies is Esther McVeigh. She's a Brexit backbencher and she's backed at 40 to 1. After her is Andrea Leedsom, former leader of the House of Commons, big Brexiter, 25 to 1. So the two ladies in, in the running are the two least likely to win. Make of that what you will. The next is Matt Hancock. He is the current health secretary. He's 20 to 1. Then Ruby Stewart. He's the former prisons minister. He's 14 to 1. And then these names, these are names you're probably likely to, you're probably more likely to recognise. At 11 to 1, Jeremy Hunt, who is the current um, Foreign Secretary. I think Hunt used to be the Health Secretary as well. Then, former Brexit Secretary, Dominic Rapp, he's 6 to 1. The second most likely um, to win is Environmental Secretary, Michael Goh, 5 to 1. And by far the favourite, and he's also evens, is Boris Johnson. Yeah? You don't know how I feel about Boris Johnson. I think he's a fool. I think people overrate his intelligence. Um, he is pretty much racist, disrespectful, and useless, in my opinion. I don't like his policies. I don't really agree with many things. He, many of his outlooks on life. So you think, yeah, yeah, we escaped Theresa May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, Boris Johnson is being currently uploaded on your device. So stay tuned. So yeah, that's it. A politics podcast this week. I might give an update on the European elections that were, well, European Parliament elections, MEPs, that was this week. We voted on Thursday. Some countries are still voting throughout the weekend. So I'll give you an update on that next week. 
and until then you know the you know the vibes hashtag dysonomics tweet your thoughts um instagram at dysonomics um twitter underscore nomics catch me on soundcloud spotify apple podcast and yeah until next week god bless Podcast Network.